This is Bill McMinn from Makeable Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and daily life, putting the Bible into practical, everyday terms. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn. Along with me is Bradley. And I'm glad you're here. We're here at Lent, so how's that going for you now? So we're when we're doing this podcast, will be sooner than what you'll see it, but so we're five days in as of the time we're recording this. So how's it going so far? Pretty good. Um, I gave up uh, hot showers and warm showers. So I'm taking cold showers, and I'm doing it to to also to um, as my brothers and sisters who are over in Ukraine and these places that they don't have hot water anymore just to suffer with my brothers and sisters and right. remembering what they're going through as well and just the persecuted well, church. And I think it's a cool thing to remember. I mean, as you're going through Lent, mm-hmm. that, hey, oh, other yeah. people are struggling and suffering so I mm-hmm. can handle a cold shower. And how yes. does that feel when you're getting that cold shower? Cold. Is <laughs> 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 it like, whoo? Yes. Like, yes. And it's just sheer yeah, cold. Just, like, whatever's yes. coming out of the pipe, there's nothing yep. to, like, temper it, it or it, make it, it lukewarm. It might be a little. I mean, it's just a, one knob, so, but it's, it, there's, oh, like, gotcha. a point okay. I can't go past. So. Right. But it's... Uh, it's cold, and I take a lot quicker showers now. Right. <laughs> uh, they probably do, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The people that are oh, struggling yeah. with that. Yeah, I've given up bread, and I've given up pizza. So when I was going to teach theology on Wednesday night, so I'm driving in, and I had to get my truck. So I'm going from Madison where I picked up my truck and just coming straight. I'm just so hungry, you know, and I just wanted to, oh, I can stop. You know, I can stop and get a hamburger. Oh, no, you can't. No, you can't. Then I see my wife. I was eating a salad, and she's got a pizza next to me, and she's eating pieces of pizza. And then I thought... Oh, yeah, you know, as soon as I get done the salad, I'm going to eat pizza. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. And no bread for us. So for yeah. lunch is a big game changer. So anything mm-hmm. for lunch, it's got to be, of course, today is a fast day, so we're not eating lunch, but uh, it would be more of a juice. What am I saying? A shake, juice. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the right term. It's not that. I don't know. But, yeah, whatever. It'll come to me eventually. But it's not bread. Whatever <laughs> it is, it's not bread. So, yeah, that is definitely affecting and mm-hmm. Jerry, she was feeling it because she gave up anything to do with corn in it. So then gummy bears and all her snacks. Yeah, all her snacks have corn in it, it seems like. So she'll be allergic to corn, eat popcorn. That's kind of how it rolls. So she's, like, giving all that up. So it's mm-hmm. it's been good for us, I think. And I enjoyed reading the, the, the devotional. Mm-hmm. Now on this fast day, like, I enjoy doing this. Even though you feel hungry, it's for a great cause. I mean, we're praying for people this week who are mm-hmm. sick and praying for other things, whatever's on our heart, really. So mm-hmm. I think it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I want to talk about is the incarnation of Christ, because the thing that we're celebrating is Christ coming here mm-hmm. to earth. And in Philippians 2, this is such a great passage of Philippians 2, 5 through 11. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Mm -hmm. So what do you think of that passage? I mean, the biggest thing that pops into my mind is just he humbled himself. He was a servant. And these are all great attributes that right. we should be um, trying to mirror because we're trying to be more like Christ. Right. Well, he did humble himself. And before he was exalted, he humbled himself. And that oh, yeah. humility led him to death. But when I think about the pattern that God follows, the humble 
are exalted. Mm-hmm. The prideful are brought low. Mm-hmm. And that's that I've seen it over and over again in real life. It just, it's just the nature of how things go. Mm-hmm. When you're prideful, you tend to come mm-hmm. down. You're yep. humble. You tend to go up. And Jesus Christ says, I want you to be humble. That's my example. And he said, I love how Paul said it in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, the mm-hmm. same mindset that Christ Jesus had. This is total unselfishness. He's giving up everything mm-hmm. to sacrifice for us. And he's saying, I want you to have that attitude. When you're dealing with other people, come to them with the attitude of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's especially just the pride, because I can relate very strongly with that. That's that's one of my past sins that really came back. and and But also, it brought me into depression and these things, but it was also the worst thing that ever i would not want anybody to go through depression but it's it's also the greatest thing because right. it brought me open my eyes to my need of a savior right. and just my sinful nature and that pride and just being knocked off my high horse which right. was what i needed right well sometimes it's the best thing yes <laughs> yes i call it one time you know just being broken and sometimes you know i've had that sense of just brokenness of my own pride mm-hmm. and years and years ago you know where you just feel felt like okay God, mm-hmm. you broke me of that, and now, you know, it ain't about me. I mean, mm-hmm. that's one of the things. Yeah. It's just not about me. So this is this is a great passage for that. And when you learn about Jesus Christ, of course, you learn he's unselfish. You learn also he's God because he said when he comes here, right, he was in very nature God. So whatever God's stuff is, whatever constitutes divinity, Jesus Christ is that stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And we believe that Jesus Christ is fully God, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, just even just him when he came down, he it wasn't like trumpets and white horses. And when Jesus was born, he was born so humbly in a manger. Right. In a feeding trough. For animals. That. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That always amazes me, actually. Yes. Yeah. Showing so, away the donkeys, like, get, right. get out of here. <laughs> And, and the town Nazareth you grew up in, the you wouldn't even you would hardly even know that that town ever existed. It was not a big town at all. It was like a one horse type of town. Mm-hmm. It just nothing was really there. So he grew up in a place that was pretty obscure too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that's part of the humility of Christ. But when he before he came here, he's in the very nature of God, and he does not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Also meaning this, he didn't consider it something he should hold on to. So he had a high position. So what do you think of when you think of Christ in heaven and what that would have looked like ahead of him entering earth? I mean, I just picture a, a king in, in all the glory and just of the room and people just, the angels worshiping him, just all right. these things of what he left. Like, it's almost almost unimaginable what he actually left right. to come here out of love for us that right. he wanted us to be saved from our sins right. so he can so we can worship him and be at home in heaven with him right so he he leaves a place of it's heaven there's glory like you said angels are bowing and singing to him there's worship praise all of that everything he's in control of all things he's sovereign he can't be touched, right? He's mm-hmm. all powerful before he takes on humanity. And he said he didn't feel as worthy of being grasped, meaning it was something he was willing to let go of that. Now, he didn't let go of being God no. to become human. It wasn't like 
he he was God, and then he became human and wasn't God. No, he mm-hmm. he was always God, but he added humanity to the mm-hmm. divinity. That's what the incarnation is. Is when he came, born of Mary, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's fully human, but he's still divine. So he let go of that privilege position, the adoration, the beauty of it, the splendor, all of those things. He left that behind to serve us. Mm-hmm. So what can we leave behind? See, that's the thing we can mm-hmm. think about. What do we yeah. leave behind to serve? I mean, there's so much that you can leave behind and what God calls you. Like, um, for instance, leaving something I know so well is cutting trees. I right. know that business to a T. I'm, and like I said, coming from a prideful past, I don't like to brag about it, but right. I was I was good at what I did. Right. And in having to leave that to the unknown per se, like right. I I've never been a pastor before. Right. And it's it's a completely I'm relying on God, fully reliance right. on him and and just leaving that is it's tough. Right. I think too sometimes, you know, you could be president of your company but still come to church and sweep a floor oh yeah for sure and you've had people serving you you've Mm -hmm. had people kind of answering your Mm -hmm. commands or orders or instructions and they follow it to a t and then you come to serve Mm -hmm. and then next thing you know you're at the wild game feast let's say serving out mashed potatoes to somebody or you're at a bereavement dinner handing out beans to somebody or mopping up spots later on or setting up tables mm-hmm. prior. And it, it's not like you don't have this elevated position, but you're willing to give that up to serve others. Oh, sometimes sure. we give up our own ground, you know, in marriage, uh, sometimes you might have to give up your own rights really. And that maybe I shouldn't say rights, but you could expect things to go your own way and you kind of give up your own way, right. Mm-hmm. To yeah. be married. Well, okay. If you want to watch this, we'll watch this. If you want to do this, we'll do this, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. And you're just kind of going it's and putting yourself. Yeah. You're just putting yourself aside. I mean, to me, this is just a continual thing. I mean, service is constant. Being able to serve, help, mm-hmm. encourage somebody else is always great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Serving is your must. You don't have to be glorified. You, you just do what you're called to do and the humble will be exalted. Right. Exactly. When the time do, and you don't have to go around, saying you're a leader or this or anything, when you just do what God has put in front of you, God will like right. bring up the at the right time. Right. Absolutely. Well, I think leaders too serve. Oh, and yeah. It's like Jesus Christ sure. said, don't, when you're leading, don't be like the Gentiles who lord it over others because they're there for the authority. So for them, their idea of leadership is I have authority. Where to mm-hmm. me, authority is, is a very small part of leadership. Oh, yeah. It comes up sometimes, like if you have to veto something or if you have to say, hey, this is not a good idea or this is not the way we're going to go. Yeah, it comes up sometimes you have that authority mm-hmm. to make the say, but typically you're passing a lot of things off to other people as a leader and you're you're just part of the team. You're part of serving and, and doing whatever you need to do. So I love that aspect, by the way. He goes from the heights to the lows. And you think about like how low he went. You already mentioned Bethlehem, Manger, uh, later on Nazareth. He went to, he became human. What would that be like for us being divine to become human? I don't know. Like a rat. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, human to rat, human to ant, human to worm, yeah. human to dog. Yeah. I mean, it would be a totally different thing. Like mm-hmm. your your ability as a human would be definitely totally different as a cat 
you know, if you're, if you're a cat and then, you know, you're going to communicate as a cat, you think about how much power Jesus Christ exists in, calls the angels at any moment, right? And now you're, you're going to take on humanity and limit yourself really to, to be a servant. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing, you know, well, because it, it, he was, he's born a baby. And right. The, it's not like he came out walking and talking and right. So he relied on Mary to take care of him, nurture right. him to grow up and, I mean, just thinking of that, like he, that babies don't have much power at all. Right. And left the temple when mom and dad said to. Yeah. They said he went and he was submissive to his own, obedient to his own parents, mm-hmm. right? When they said, hey, you shouldn't be here. You need to be with us. Okay. Then he was with them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, he gave up. I mean, the surrender of everything that he gave up. And then to come, when I, what I think of just the humanity aspect of it too, because he comes here and he, he becomes human. That, that was part of the surrender. And when I think of the fullness of what that meant, now he's hungry. Mm-hmm. Now he gets tired. Yep. He can cut, be cut and bleed. He can go through discouragement. He right. He, he prays. Aspects. He's dependent upon God in all these mm-hmm. ways. He's human. Well, that's how he pays for our sins because he became like us. Mm-hmm. So for me to become, if I had to save cats, you know, to become a cat to save cats, it would still be a big change for me to become a cat or a dog. Yeah. Jesus Christ going, I mean, there's nothing comparable to divinity mm-hmm. and humanity. That's a humongo step down mm-hmm. for him. So he's going to come and he's so, man, one of a kind. I mean, Jesus, and he's still the only begotten, but even as a human, but still there's just God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy Spirit. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as God that we worship, and he becomes a person walking down crowded streets and in villages, and mm-hmm. he's, to see him, he would be one of many. In fact, it says, in, I think it was Isaiah 53 or 52, that there wasn't really anything to attract us to him. Yeah. His looks-wise, you know, there's nothing really, he, he was just, he'd be mm-hmm. looking like a normal person. And you think about that, putting yourself in perspective of being in the that first century of, hey, this is the Messiah. Don't look like it. Right. Don't like you picture some macho man or right. Just eh. so you can't base it on looks. Right. What he truly is. No, that's a fact. Yeah, he he must have been a bit tough as a carpenter's son because he really. He put it to the money changers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there must have been like a toughness to him. But he deliberately, and I think for us, when we're putting ourselves into a servant's position, it's not that anyone else put him there. He did it to himself, right? He made himself nothing. When I'm doing it, when we're talking about being a servant, we're not talking about doing things you have to do. We're talking about you're doing this to yourself. Like you're putting yourself in a role where you're serving others. Mm-hmm. You put yourself in a role where you're serving your family. You put yourself in a role where you're serving your church, right? Mm-hmm. And the sacrifices for us might yes. be nights out. Mm-hmm. Like time. There's a lot of time that goes into this thing called ministry mm-hmm. where you're talking to people and you've got things that you're dealing with. The sermons are right. Teaching for uh, for myself and you're part of my class on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Being here at 630 with the guys on Tuesday morning and then on and on and on it goes right mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah no it's a constant always doing something right and busy <laughs> right and then so anyway he humbled himself became obedient to death and the death is where the sin is atoned for the death isn't just hey you know he died because he's a uh, he just wanted to do something to show you love the the death of christ has atoning value mm-hmm. it's not just an example it actually does wash sin mm-hmm. make you clean right. 
Yes. Give you that clean slate before God. Remove the barriers between you and God. Mm-hmm. It actually just totally undoes mm-hmm. that. No, that's. I think back when I first started coming here, I that was one of my questions I had about like, if God is so great and big and sovereign, why did he? Why did he have to to die? Why did right. Jesus have to die? And uh, Dave Bissell, out of the love of his heart, he 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 printed out like I don't know pages of this stuff for me and and um but it it God came lived a perfect life and blood had to be poured out because of our sin. Right. God is a just God. God is a God that he does not shift like the shadows and right. he is a God who when he says that that's the way it is. Right. He, it's not like oh well I didn't mean it that way or oh no blood had to happen. So that's why they're constantly sacrificing animals, but they were not sufficient. Right. Yeah, because we really, Christ dying and being separated from God, I would have had to take that that price. The wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. Gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord in Romans 6.23. That wage that I earned is eternal separation from God. The eternal life is life with God, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a whole different thing that Jesus Christ brings to us because he was willing to humble himself. So he goes to that cross, and they pitch him in a tomb. But three days later, he's going to come back out, and I love that. He's exalted. Therefore, now, right, he died on a cross, but he didn't stay there. He didn't stay dead. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And this is something that we all have to acknowledge, Christian, unchristian alike. Christ is mm-hmm. Lord. Yeah. And when I say for unchristian, they're going to say, oh, come on, stop it. I'm not acknowledging that. Well, maybe not in this life of time, but sometime you will. And for us as believers, we have to understand, no, he calls the shots. I don't call the shots. He calls the shots, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's exalted. He, he's the shepherd. Right. I'm the sheep. Right. Here's another verse, too, about incarnation. Uh, John 1, 14, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And just in our last couple of minutes, I think it's interesting that Jesus Christ, when He came in the flesh, He was full of grace and truth. And I've always thought that's so important. You need grace, but you also need truth. Mm-hmm. You can't have truth without grace, but you also can't, can't just... That. Yeah, you can't. If you just have grace, you're going to be lenient and permissive and anything goes. And that's kind of the world. I think the world errs on that side mm-hmm. where forget what the truth is, forget what God really taught. Yep. Je- Jesus gets us right. And he's just here to wash feed and serve. And it doesn't matter what you do or how you live. Well, yeah, he does, but he's also calling us to a better life. And that's where the truth is. Mm-hmm. We still have to come to God. Yeah, we get grace, but we've got to embrace truth. You're not going to have one without the other thoughts yeah. on that. No, just I was thinking of John fourteen six, where he says, "I am the truth, the life, and the way. Right. No one comes to the Father except through me. Right. And th- there is no other way. Right. Like He is the way. Right. And He is God, and He made the way. Right. So the lesson we learn, I mean, as you look at for the incarnation here in our forty days of seeking God, is that Christ became man. He humbled Himself. Have the same attitude." have the same humility with other people. And he became obedient even to death. Like he gave himself up that much. Mm -hmm. We're going to become servants too to other people. But in the end, God exalts. And so that's our encouragement. Just take the low road. And remember, we should be full of grace and truth. You guys all have a great and a blessed week. Mm -hmm.